Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 105 of the show, recorded on May 1st, 2022, at exactly 4 a.m. I got up at 9 p.m., so I haven't done much work today, and I figured, fuck it, it's the first day of April, time to get out my one contractually obligated Aiden on Anchor for the month, and then and then disappear. So <laughs> that's going to be the plan for today. Uh, what are we talking about? Well, I got some exciting news, some breaking news, something that literally happened an hour ago that I want to inform you all about because I think this is the most life-shattering development I've ever shared on Aiden on Anchor. You ready to hear it? I... Aiden of Blue Couch Productions have finally finished all the Peggle challenges. I know. I know. Go ahead, clap. I'll wait. Did you clap yet? If you're listening to the podcast and you didn't clap, I, I can't continue. So until you actually clap, we won't be able to go to the next topic. So I'll wait a little longer. All right. Hopefully you clap because I got to talk about this. This literally took so many hours off my life. Like I looked at Steam when I finished the last challenge. I've been playing fucking Peggle for 70 hours. And of that amount of time, I'd say maybe five or six was dedicated to this the adventure mode. You know, what normal people play. The regular set of Peggle levels. You get fun little animal buddies. You get fun little ball power-ups. It's like pinball if you've ever played it. Or pachinko. You're shooting a ball and you're hitting a bunch of pegs and you gotta hit all the red pegs to win. It's a simple game. It's an easy game. But man, when you beat it and you get tainted with the challenges, it ruins a man. It ruins a man. Because you're like, oh, I beat Peggle. I can move on with my life. That sure was a fun game. And then the game's like, no, 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 no. Check this shit out. Here's a bunch of challenges of all the different levels you've played. And some of them are fun. Some of them are like, hey, beat this level and get 100,000 points. Others are like, literally beat 15 levels in a row without dying. Or hey, beat three levels with five balls total. You don't get any more. Or my personal favorite, literally get a million fucking peggle points over the course of three levels. When I say some of these are damn near impossible, I mean it. In fact, at a certain point in time, I just assumed I was never going to beat the challenges. I was going to try get through as many as I could. You know, there's 15 pages. So there's a lot of challenges. I'll get through as many as I could and then call it quits and then be done and be like, I have my fun with Peggle, but it's time to play other games. But slowly, time after time, I kept coming back, kept playing Peggle. And eventually, eventually, like every couple of days, I would beat one of the challenges that was on my shit list. One of the impossible challenges that I thought I never would get through. I'd cross it off the shit list and be like, all right, we're, we're, we're getting there. Until finally, I was down to three. Three challenges that I deemed to be so fucking hard, I didn't think I would ever beat them. But I tried, and I finally finished the last one tonight, where you got to get a million points on three specific levels total. You may think, Aiden, that's not even that hard. Just a million points? How hard can that be? Whatever. On average, when you finish just a level in Peggle, you can get about 100,000 points. Now imagine, right, trying to get a million over three. So basically, each level you do, you're essentially trying to get 300,000, if not a little bit more. And the way to do that, at least the way that made the most sense to me, was to get some score multipliers. And there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can find the purple pegs, which if you hit them, double your score. 
you can hit a lot of pegs at once, which gets like a chain. And then the more you hit, the, the more of a score multiplier you get. And finally, you can use the animal buddy called Warren. Now, Warren is interesting. He's a little magician rabbit. And you're like, oh, what, what, what can he do? Well, he has a variety of power-ups. And when you hit the little green peg, which summons Warren, he spins a wheel. And the wheel has a couple of things on it that are particularly helpful to us. You have a triple score on there. And you're like, wow, triple score? Then this should be easy. Uh-uh-uh. Remember when I said it was a wheel? So it's not going to land on triple score every time. Nine times out of ten, it's going to land on extra ball, which is pointless for me. Or it's going to land on super guide, which shows you where your ball is going to land. Or it's going to land on the dumbass magic hat. I'm going to be honest, I still have no fucking clue what the magic hat does. So when you have four options on this wheel and only one of them is important, then man, you can imagine the RNG it would take to get triple score almost every time. There are two green pegs per level and a one in four chance to get the triple score. Three levels, six green pegs. You can imagine the stress that I went through of having to get triple score at least once on each level, sometimes two just to make it through. And eventually, I finally got the RNG. I finally got the odds. And what really helped was I ended up clearing every single peg on the first level. So by the time I was done with level one of the challenge, I had like... 450,000 points, which is almost halfway. See, the other two I just had to do decent on. And man, I had five balls left and it already hit 900,000. And essentially, as I was getting these last couple of pegs, I'm like, oh, here's my shot. It's possible. I rarely even get close to like 900,000. Like most of the time I get to 600,000 and then just dip because I can't get any farther. But this time I had it at 900,000, five pegs left. I hit a couple. There's one red peg left. I have one ball, and the score total is 930,000. I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it because I'm only going to hit a couple of pegs, and if I hit the last red peg, the level ends. But to anybody who plays Peggle, there's one little bit at the end which can get you some more points. So when you hit the final red peg, a bunch of holes at the bottom open up. You have 10,000 points on the edges, 50,000 closer in, and then 100,000 right in the middle. Right in the middle. If you can hit that middle hole as it's coming down, as you hit the last peg, 100,000 points are guaranteed. And I'm at 920,000, right? So my goal was, I'm going to hit the red peg, it's going to bounce up, hit the blue one, and then I'll get 100,000 and win the level. So I breathe in and out. I get rid of all my YouTube tabs, Twitter, social media, email, close it all. I don't want to be distracted. This is my esports moment. This is my Evo moment. This is me at the Smash Brothers tournament fighting off Mango for the top prize. Make my shot. It hits the red peg. It hits a purple peg, which I wasn't expecting. Hits a couple of blues. It lands down and... I got 50,000. But because the ball had hit a bunch of pegs combined with that 50,000, it brought me over the total and I was able to do it. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I only needed 70,000 to win. So by hitting the purple peg and a couple others and then 50, it was enough to put me over the edge of a million. And I finally did it. But good Lord, man. Peggle's been putting me under anxiety. It's gripped my balls in a fucking sack. 
that can never be freed until I beat Peggle. And I finally did. I took, I, I got rid of the vice grip. It's out of the trap. I'm allowed to play other games now because I finished Peggle. And man, the reward, you want to know what you get for beating all the challenges? A little screen pops up and a little certificate. And the Peggle Institute says you are now a grand master. And you get an even bigger trophy because you get a trophy for beating the adventure mode. But if you do all the challenges, you get a bigger trophy and the title of Grand Master. And then the game also happened to mention that you can be an extreme ultimate master if you get clear all the pegs on all the levels. If you 100% every level, you get Ultra Master or whatever. And I'm like, fuck that. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> you would think after the insane amount of work that I put in, you'd probably think, oh, Aiden's going to go off the rails again. And he's going to 100% every level. No, I'm good. I just wanted to do the challenges, and I finally did it, and I wanted to share that with you all. No, I did not expect it to take nine minutes of this episode, but this has been a month-long endeavor for me that I have not really brought up on the podcast. But when I say Peggle is one of the games that takes up most of my time these days, I'm not joking. It's Peggle. It's Fall Guys. It's Fortnite. Less so these days. I'm not a big fan of the new season. The zero building thing just isn't for me. I don't know what it is. And then uh, Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy was free on the Epic Store, and I started playing it recently. And uh, that's been the new one taking up the time. But every now and then, I go back on Peggle, give it a couple tries, seeing if this is going to be the night, and it finally happened. So, even though I didn't get any work done, <laughs> even though I didn't edit any videos, even though I'm not doing much but recording this ain't on Anchor, I finally have the Peggle monkey off my back. I can stop playing it. Unless I decide to, you know, become an Ultra Master. But I think I'm going to wait for now give peggle a break because peggle's fun but when peggle controls your life like it did for me when it's got your life in a vice grip when it's got your balls in a sack and will not let go you want to move on to other games so thankfully i did but i want to let you guys know that because that was seriously life-changing news that i figured I'd, I'd share with you all but uh hey since we're talking about games let's talk a little bit about rogue legacy and what that's been like i think slowly but surely I am uh, getting addicted to roguelike games. And I didn't think I would be, is the fucked up part. Like, I've seen playthroughs of Rogue Legacy. I've seen playthroughs of other roguelike games. I, I watched a whole Let's Play of Hades before I ever played it myself. And I thought, yeah, I mean, Hades looks dope, but I doubt I'd be really interested in this genre of games. The idea of just playing it over and over again, hoping to get the right run, like, it just didn't seem for me. But man, I've been playing Hades on stream, and it's been so fucking fun. I played it in my free time, because you have to beat the game ten fucking times to win. So I've just been grinding up wins and stuff. And then Rogue Legacy is like free on Epic, and I'm like, yeah, another Rogue like uh, I'll give it a try. Because maybe Hades was like a one-time example, right? Maybe I, I, I play Hades, I beat it, it's a good game, but then the other Rogue Likes just aren't as good. I started to feel that way about Rogue Legacy, but slowly but surely, I think I'm also getting addicted to Rogue Legacy again. And now that I finally have, like, Peggle off my plate, I think a lot of time is going to be going into Rogue Legacy, at least as far as my own gaming habits are concerned. Because, uh, yeah, it's that same draw. I think I just really like the formula. All the shit that I clowned on roguelikes for being of, like, I hate playing over and over again, and I hate the RNG and the, and the random runs type stuff. All of that is, is still kind of true, but the thing that Rogue Legacy and Hades does really well is that the progression makes it feel like it's not a complete waste of time. Because Hades and Rogue Legacy have upgrades, 
that you can spend all your loot from your runs and then make you better. So you can get better RNG for better weapons. You can upgrade your health. You can upgrade your armor. You can, in Rogue Legacy even, uh, actually lock down a castle layout. Like, let's say you cleared through one, but you died right at the end. You can go at the start of Rogue Legacy and shut that castle layout and try it again as the same character. It only works once, though. But uh, that's pretty cool. And then in Hades' case, you eventually just get so stupid powerful, you can clear through the game. Like, I've unlocked pretty much damn near everything at this point, and I still haven't beaten it yet just because I'm not particularly good with some weapons. But practicing weapons and practicing bosses and playing a game that, you know, on one good run, you could finish within an hour. And then just continuing to do that for multiple hours to just beat it several times, it's really fun. And it's really addicting. And it's something that I can come back to every day and be like, let me put in a little bit more. Let me put in a little bit more time, a little bit more time. And I think similar to online games like Fortnite and Fall Guys, where I like that aspect of spending just a couple of hours a day on a game and then moving on, which I didn't used to be that way. I used to be all single player and retro games and that type of stuff. And I still am to a certain extent. But those longer single player games almost feel like more of a commitment. Roguelikes don't feel like a commitment to me. Battle Royales don't feel like a commitment because you know what? If I'm ass, that's fine. I still made progress. I still got kudos to spend on Fall Guy skins. I still leveled up my Fortnite Battle Pass. I still got upgrades for my roguelikes. I put in time and that time is being properly rewarded for me. Whereas if I'm playing Donkey Kong Country and I spend two hours on a level and I don't get past that level, well then I just fucking wasted two hours. And that can be fun. I know a lot of people who spend over and over time on one level, uh, Contra or Cuphead or these really hard-ass games. And those are fun sometimes. But if you fuck up, if you don't get past that hard fight, if you don't get past that hard level, I find it really hard to have the motivation to continue. And roguelikes, even if you're ass, even if you do horrible in a run, even if you say, okay, that's it, enough. You know, you put it down. The next time you go back to it, it'll be easier. Specifically because the progression in both Hades and, and Rogue Legacy is so good. You will eventually overcome those trials. Eventually. So long as you keep playing it a little bit more, you will eventually beat it. You will eventually clear out that Fortnite Battle Pass. You will eventually get all the skins. You will eventually get through the achievements. It's a promise from the game saying, hey, it gets easier the more you play it. And I know difficult platformers work that way. I know the longer you play Cuphead, you'll eventually get past that tough boss. But there's a chance for several days that you won't make any progress. With roguelikes, it's gradual. With games like Cuphead or Contra, it depends on the fucking day. Some days you can be really cracked at Contra. Some days you can be insanely cracked at Cuphead and make a shit ton of progress. Other days you get absolutely fucking nowhere. Whereas roguelikes, you know, you get a little bit better over time, but you're never losing time. You're never wasting time. A lot of games waste time. These, I feel like, even if you don't make a lot of progress, you're still gaining toward that goal of beating the game. Uh, so I think that's what I really like about the formula. I hadn't really thought about it a whole lot until recording this episode of Bane on Anchor, but I think that's what I enjoy so much. It's just that gradual progression. And I love getting better. I love getting better at the game. The only problem with Grow Legacy, and it's not really a, a huge problem, but I wish they would update it, is the button mapping is Xbox specific, 
which is kind of an issue. So you can plug in a Switch Pro controller and use it with Epic Games or uh, Steam if you have a wired USB C to USB A, or if your computer has Bluetooth, you could play it that way. Mine doesn't, uh, which is cool because I love the Switch Pro controller and I don't get to use it all the time on my Switch, but on PC it's pretty widely supported because it is just like a standard Bluetooth controller. However, games from around like 2015 or earlier usually had an Xbox 360 style layout back when Xbox 360 controllers were the only ones that were used properly on PC because you got to think like a lot of dual shocks didn't work and Nintendo with the Wii and the Wii U just had controllers that would never fucking be even remotely acceptable on PC. Like, yeah, how you go play an indie game with a Wiimote unless it was ported to the Wii or the motion controls of the gamepad. So it was a different time, not even that long ago in 2015, where basically Xbox was the only option to have proper controller support. But now, like, you know, Sony's gotten their act together, Nintendo's gotten their act together. There are still goofy controllers that they make, but their standard ones have uh, finally started to been adopted a little bit more. Unfortunately, Rogue Legacy has not been updated with switch like button mapping layout so you can change the buttons but they'll always be wrong because they're going off xbox buttons so like b is instead of a and x is instead of y so the screen will be telling you one button but you gotta mentally think about okay it's not that one it's actually the one right next to it and that's really confusing thankfully in the game it's not too bad because you know you don't get button prompts like that you just have to rely on muscle memory which is fine but in menus, when you're buying upgrades, like B and A, right? One button buys and one gets out of the menu. And it shows you one, but when you press it, it's actually the other. And I wish you could... I wish I had Switch Pro Controller button mapping rather than this shitty Xbox style. I get why it's there. But you would think they would update it if it's going to be on Epic Game Store. I don't fucking know. But I appreciate the free game. Uh, appreciate that Epic even does that. Because I, I don't know, I've been getting a lot of cool shit. I got both Ukulele 1 and uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. I've gotten Cave Story through there. Uh, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter, like Neo, XCOM 2, just weird shit. Weird shit that I'd, I'd want to play eventually, but I know are good games. I can just have them there and be like, oh, cool. I hope to get GTA 5 one day, either on Epic or uh, Steam. I'd be owning every GTA game, but not 5. <laughs> And it's always like $30 or whatever. I'm like, eh, one of these days. But then I just played it on 360 and beat all the story mode content. So I don't even know what I would do if I had it on Steam. But whatever. Anyway, that's sort of all the rambling. Uh, and pretty much the end of this episode of Ain't on Anchor. I know, a little bit of a shorter one. But I honestly don't have much else to say. Just figured I'd talk to you about some of the games I've been playing. And how I got through Peggle finally. Don't worry though. If you wanted to hear some creative updates, I am working on three videos right now, essentially. So there's the top 10 Kanto Pokemon video. That'll be the first one to come out. But then recently, I uh, started filming for the Harry Potter video. You guys might remember the original Harry Potter video that came out in 2020 near the start of the pandemic or whatever. And I've had so many different thoughts about Harry Potter that I'm like, I really love the opening of this video, but so many of the thoughts need to be different and like refilmed and rechanged. So I'm like, if I'm gonna redo it, Let's add some stuff to it. And so I, I uh, let's just say I filmed some stuff with Ethan. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Let's just say there's some new scenes in there that I filmed with Ethan in lore, in character. So get excited for that. Working on the Harry Potter video. And then um, I've been filming gameplay for the uh, current State of Battle Royales 
remake video as well. Um, that one's going to be a little bit different because I think I still want to cover Fortnite and Fall Guys just because so much time has passed and both Fall Guys and Fortnite are so radically different than when I covered them the first time. But I don't know if I'm going to do Tetris 99 again or if I need to find another battle rail to take its spot or if I want to include Apex Legends in that or PUBG, but I don't know anybody who plays those games. So basically what I'm saying is I need that third battle rail. I got, I still want to cover Fortnite and Fall Guys, but I need an idea for the third one. And I don't know what that is. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. But that one will probably be the last of the three to come out. So it's the, the farthest away. But uh, yeah, working on all three of those. Hoping to get all three out this month. In fact, I'll make a promise. Month of May, I'm going to try to get out three videos. We'll see. But I also got stuff in the background I'm working on as well. So thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Aiden on Anchor. And hey, if you want to support the show, there's a little support button. You can donate and help the podcast be a little bit more consistent. Shout out to Jay, Zach, and Parker who have donated in the past. And with all that being said, I've been Aiden, Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing off. Thank you.